All right. I believe it's preaching time this morning. Second Kings chapter seven. Second Kings chapter seven. Real quick. I, I'm not going to give you everything I want to give you. I'm not going to be long before you. Uh, but I, I do believe there's something here the Lord wants to see this morning. And uh, so I, I'm going to try to give you what he put on my heart. And I'll do my best to cut where I can, but I'm going to do my best to mind the Lord as well. Uh, but I just want to share a thought with you real quick. Then we'll get in the, we'll, we'll go to the house, all right? Second Kings chapter number 7. You bear with us this morning. I promise you I'll hurry as quick as I can. Second Kings chapter 7, verse number 1. You don't have to stand this morning. I'm going to read several verses. The Bible said, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse number 1, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, two measures of barley for a shekel, in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord, on whose, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God, uh, and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, uh, might this thing be... And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, uh, but there, but shalt not eat thereof. Now, how shall you see what's happening? Bible said the man of God stepped up, and he said, Tomorrow, about this time, now watch what he said. He said, Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour uh, be sold for a shekel, uh, and two measures of barley for a shekel. Here's what he said. Elijah stepped, Elijah stepped out uh, and he said, Tomorrow, uh, everything you need to buy will be affordable uh, and at the ready. Now, we're going to get into it here in just a minute while that's such a statement. Uh, uh, but here's what the Bible said. Uh, uh, the Bible said that a Lord uh, of the king, what that meant was one of the kings, uh, uh, trusted advisors, one of his uh, uh, inner circle, if you would. Uh, here's what he said. Uh, he said, huh. I tell you what, if the Lord opened up a wind in heaven uh, and poured it out, that might be so. Uh, what he's really doing was, uh, he's a making fun of the man of God. Uh, he said, you're living in a fairy tale world. Uh, that's never going to happen. Uh, it's just not going to take place. Uh, and here's what Elisha said. Uh, he said, I tell you what, tomorrow uh, it's going to happen and you'll see it with your eyes, uh, but you'll not be able to eat thereof. Isn't that right? Uh, so now we're going to get into it here in a moment why that statement was made and uh, what was going on but notice with me verse 3 uh, and that's where I want to preach a little bit this morning the Bible said uh, and there were four leprous men uh, at the entering into the gate uh, and they said one to another now notice this question uh, the Bible said they said one to another uh, why sit we here uh, and die uh, I preach a little while with the help the Lord on that question. Uh, why sit we here uh, and die? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, uh, Lord, I should sure love you this morning. God, I'm thankful. Uh, uh, Lord, for the privilege, God, the honor to be back in your house. Uh, uh, Lord, you've been so good to us. Uh, God, I'm thankful for all that you've done. Uh, uh, God, I'm thankful for this week. And uh, Lord, thankful for Brother Bradley and his family. What a blessing they were. And God, what an encouragement. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful.
thankful you used your man to bring encouragement and comfort to my heart this week. Lord, I'm thankful for everything done in lives and hearts. But Lord, this is another time and another service. Lord, I'm thankful for what you've done already in our hearts this morning. But God, I pray just for a little while, Lord, you told us that you chose the foolishness to preach it, that it confound the wise things of this world. And Lord, I pray just for a little while this morning. Would you clothe me in the cloak of my calling? Give me unction, give me utterance. Lord, that only comes from you meet every need this morning. Help us as we look into your word together. Speak to our hearts, have you with them way. And save that nearest to a devil's hell. And we'll be careful to give you all praise, honor, and glory. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. And for his sake, amen. And amen. Now, the Bible says in verse number three, there were four leprous men at the entering into the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? Now, I told you a moment ago, verse one and two, the man of God said that tomorrow, about this time, there's going to be some food. And it's going to be readily available. And it's going to be affordable. So I think I understand just a little bit about what's going on this morning. So notice with me, first of all, the problem. Watch what your Bible said in chapter 6, and verse number 24. The Bible said they could not get to him because of the walls. What they did was they encamped right about them, and they shut off the water supply, and they shut off the food supply, and they shut off all trade in and out. Uh, because thank God what a principle uh, uh, while the enemy could not get to God's people uh, uh, they had a wall of protection around about them uh, uh, what they tried to do uh, uh, was cut off their supply isn't that right uh, uh, there was nobody to leave nobody to come in uh, uh, no resources could leave no resources could come in uh, and they besieged the city uh, uh, so we see the, the problem was first of all uh, uh, there was a fight uh, the enemy has attacked. Uh, the enemy is waging war uh, against the people of God. But not only do we see the fight, uh, uh, but notice with me the famine. Watch verse 25. Uh, uh, the Bible said, and there was a great famine uh, in Samaria. Uh, now I told you a moment ago, they couldn't win the battle by force, uh, uh, so they cut off supply. Uh, they cut off food. They cut off water. Uh, uh, they cut off everything going in and coming out. Uh, and because of that, the Bible said uh, that there was a great famine uh, in Samaria. Uh, I mean, there's a problem going on uh, amongst God's people. Uh, here they are. They're uh, battling. The enemy's right at the gates. Uh, uh, they're battling against the enemy. Uh, and they've hunkered down behind the walls of the city. Uh, and they're safe as far as they know. Uh, uh, but there's no food coming in. No food going out. Uh, and before they know it, John, they've run out of food. They've run out of water. Uh, and they found themselves in a bad, bad shape. That kind of sounds familiar to me. Kindly seems like this morning, that's kind of what happened. I, I'm not trying to be funny. I, I didn't know how, exactly how this would go, but uh, I'm just going behind the Lord. Kind of seems like uh, that's what's happened in the last year. Uh, it seems like, listen to me, uh, everything was going pretty good. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this whole virus came up. Uh, and what God's people did was hunkered down. Uh, hit man friend and hit their face in the sand. Uh, and now all of a sudden, it seems like after the last year, uh, we found ourselves 
not only in a great battle, uh, but we found ourselves in a famine, uh, and it seems like the supply has been cut off, uh, and something's just different. Uh, the great famine, the great fight. Watch this, and I'm hurrying. Not only is there a great famine, a great fight, but I want you to know it's the failure. Watch what the Bible said, chapter 6, verse number 25. There was a great famine of Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver. Here's what the Bible said. They've cut off the food, and they've cut off the water, and there's no food coming in, no food going out, no resources, no trade. So what's happened is, Michelle, they've run out of food quickly. So now they're going to have to try to find some way to survive. They're going to die if they stay in this city with no food, no water. They're not going to make it. So here's what they did. The Bible said that an ass's head, a donkey's head, uh, was sold for four score pieces of silver. What that means for 80 pieces of silver, John, you could have bought a donkey's head uh, that you and your family could eat. Now, that's not barley. That's not what would have typically been eaten. In fact, the Bible said that, uh, if you remember in the Bible, the Bible said the Levitical law told us uh, uh, that a donkey, an ass, uh, uh, was an unclean beast, which ought not to have been eaten. Isn't that right? It was not typical for that to be done. Remember, a lamb had to die for an ass or had to redeem that ass uh, and to make it clean. Uh, and so listen, now listen. Uh, it was not typically what they would eat. Uh, in fact, it was unclean. Uh, but yet because of the famine uh, uh, they, not only were they eating it they were paying uh, to be able to eat it yeah. my soul hadn't you seen that in the last year yeah. stuff he used to God's people would never stayed away from God's people would have shied away that was unclean uh, no 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 uh, my soul I'll be honest with you I'm not trying to be ugly I, I'm thinking very seriously about deleting every social media account I've got uh, I, I'm about to get sick some stuff I say but just break my heart some of the things that I see people that uh, I preach in their church or uh, I, I've been in revivals with whatever the case may be and over the last year I've not been in the house of God and not been around the things of God and going through this famine that there's things that have crept in and now not only are they eating things and enjoying things uh, that they never would have enjoyed but Kirk are enjoying it this morning. Is that right? Took a toll on they're eating that, 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 that ass head sold for 80 pieces of silver. What's what your Bible said though? Verse 25. Uh, four score pieces of silver, fourth part of a cab of doves dung for five pieces of silver. If you didn't want to buy, if you didn't want to buy a donkey's head, tell you what you could have done. You could have went and got bought some dove dung for five pieces of silver. You and your family could eat on that. Is that right? Yeah. I mean that donkey's head. That's pretty bad. But to take and pay, I, I'm, I'm not being funny. And I'm not going where you think I'm going. But that dove's dumb. Five pieces of silver. Five pieces of silver. What was there to it? What nutritional value was there? there, there was, it was just something, Kirk, just trying to stay alive. Isn't that right? That's all they doing. Watch what your Bible said. You see Bible, John. Watch what your Bible said. Verse number, verse number 1 of chapter 7. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. By shekel, 
You could buy a whole, you could, you could buy, you could buy barley, you could buy wheat for a shekel. But the now, right now, that, there's power in what Elisha said. Right now, when he sent that, uh, the reason that man scoffed, the reason that Lord said, oh yeah, I bet that's going to happen. It's because he knew in the city, they's paying 80, they's paying 80 pieces of silver. Had a baby to unclean donkey's head. Uh, he's paying five pieces of silver. Uh, I'd just be able to eat dub dung. Amen, friend. He's in a bad shape. Isn't that right? Watch this. Is that pretty sure they won't get no worse than that? Watch what your Bible says, verse 26. As the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my Lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord did not help thee, when shall I help thee? How sad. This woman said, King, help me. And he said, If the Lord doesn't help you, there's nothing I can do. That right? He said, it's outside of my control. It's outside of my, of my power. Watch what your Bible said. Verse 26. He said, verse 27, I'm sorry, he said, if the Lord did not help thee, when shall I help thee out of the barn floor? Out of the wine press? He said, what do you want me to do? Go to the barn floor and get you some wheat. We're out. What do you want me to do? Go to the wine press and get you some new wine. We're out. We've got nothing left. Uh, don't you know that they're buying donkey's heads uh, and eating dove dung? Uh, don't you know uh, we're in a famine this morning? Watch what she said. Matthew verse 28, the king said to her, What aileth thee? She, she answered, This woman said to me, Give thy son that we may eat him today. We'll eat my son tomorrow. She said, this morning, said yesterday, my neighbor told me if I'd get if we'd share my son today, we'd eat her son tomorrow, just so we could live. Watch what she said. Watch this. So we bought my son, verse twenty nine, did eat him, and I said to her on the next day, give thy son that we may eat him, and she hath hid her son. Listen to me. Let me tell you what's sad. That woman wasn't crying because her son had died. She's crying because that other woman didn't kill her so she'd have something to eat. Wow. Right. My son, there's a lot of preaching out there I don't have time to get into. But I'm telling you, you know who I've seen it affect this whole thing? This famine, this fight, this, this spiritual warfare seems like it's been going on for the last little bit. You know who I've seen it affect more than anybody? Them youngins. Is that right? That's sad when a mama would kill her own baby so she could live. Is that right? I mean, the Bible said, what's this? Bible said, verse number 30. I'm hurrying this morning, but I, I, I'm going to try my best to give what the Lord gave me. Verse 30, the Bible said, It came past when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes, passed by upon the wall, and the people looked. Behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. You know what the king said? When he heard all that, he looked around the city. He saw him eating dub dung nuggets. He saw, Brother Samuel says, dub dung nuggets. And uh, donkey head soup and dub dung nuggets and boiled bubbles. That's what Brother Sammy preaches. But listen to me. He's all making that dub dung. So I'm making them ashes heads. So I'm boiling their own babies. Just be able to survive. The Bible said the king rent his clothes. Sat down among the ashes. You know what he was saying? I failed. I failed. Look at what's happened. I was responsible for the taking care of the people. And look what's happened. They're eating donkey's heads. They're eating unclean beasts. They're eating dump dunk nuggets. They're buying things that have no nutritional value. It's worth nothing to them. Don't you see that in today's society? Everybody's interested in things that have no lasting value this morning. They're killing their own young. 
just be able to survive. My soul spiritually, is that not where we're at? Bible said the king rent his clothes and sat down among the ashes. Chapter 7, verse number 1. Bible said Elisha stepped upon the saints of Damar about this time. You better go buy barley and wait for a shekel. Be abundant supply. It'll be there. You can go buy it. No wonder the Lord next to the king said, if God opens up the windows of heaven, maybe. No wonder. If, if the Syrians left that day, John, you know how long it would have took to get barley back into the city? Wheat back into the city? If the Syrians had left then, eventually they'd have run out of things to do and they'd have died. All hope was gone. And that's what that Lord was saying. But the man of God stepped up and said, there's hope. Isn't that right? Then what happens is this. From verse 2 to verse 3, it's almost, if you was watching a movie, it'd be a change of scene. What happened was, there in the city, you, chapter, chapter 6 shows you what's happening in the city. Chapter 7, verse 1 and 2 shows you standing there around the king and the upper council and Elisha, the man of God, says, tomorrow things are going to get better. Now watch this. Chapter 7, verse 3, the scene changes. Now we're not within the city. Now we're not around the king's court. But now we're just outside the city, sitting in the gate. The Bible said sitting there were four leprous men. Isn't that right? Four leprous men. My soul. Four leprous men. I want you to notice with me if you will. Notice their past. The Bible said in verse number three, there were four leprous men. Now, they were leprous. Let me say this. They were not born lepers. Right? At some point, they'd been inside the city. At some point, they'd had a life other than what we see now. At some point, they'd been something different uh, other than they had known. In fact, I'm not trying to change the scripture. The Bible doesn't say it, but I just want to give you a few things you can think about. Uh, I wonder if maybe one of those men, uh, it might have been a young man with a mom and daddy just inside the city. Uh, I wonder if maybe he'd, he'd contracted leprosy, uh, that awful disease, had uh, had to be sent outside the gate. Uh, and just inside the city, that was a mom and daddy that loved him. I wonder if one of those men might have had a wife inside the city that now was facing this attack, that now was facing this famine. But at one time, it loved her husband and been a good wife. But now he's outside the city, and the best he can hope for is every once in a while her to walk across the wall of the city and look down on him. I wonder if one of those men, Jessica, that might have had a little boy or a little girl just inside that city that missed daddy and loved daddy and wondered what happened to daddy a famine had come hard times had come and she's just wondering where daddy was wonder what kind of past they might have had they had some kind of life inside that city but all their past don't you know this I'm hurrying. Notice their position. The Bible said there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. Can I tell you something? That's as close as they could get. Say, so listen, when a man contracted leprosy, he was to be exiled outside the camp. It was a contagious disease. 
There was no hope. In fact, listen, here's what happened the moment we go before the priest. They find that leprosy. Hug used to be exiled without the camp. You could not come in contact with civilization. You could not come in contact with your family. You couldn't wear the same clothes. You couldn't lay on the same bed. You couldn't drink of the same water. You couldn't eat of the same food. Everything changed. You sit outside the camp. Had nobody come in contact with you. And you weren't supposed to come in contact with anybody else. That's what the law required because you were a leper. See, that might be why that wife might have been back in the city. Do you realize Jessica in those days had Kenny become leprous? It wouldn't matter how much he loved him. It wouldn't matter how much he more he made than you. It wouldn't matter how much you needed him to raise them youngins. By law, he was a leper and he was sent without the camp. Isn't that right? And there was no coming back. There was no making your way. The only way of making it back in. The Bible tells the book of Leviticus for that leprosy to be healed had to be proven for so long. And then the priest would make an offering unto the Lord and that man could enter back in. But these men were leprous. We see their possession. At some point they must have been in the city. But now they're outside of the gate. Now, let me say this. Not only are they facing a war. Remember, that's what's happened. The Syrians have besieged the city. Is that right? Not only are they facing that, that fight, they're facing the same famine that they are inside the gate. Is that right? They've no doubt heard the wails of people dying. No doubt they've heard the wails of a mama that her baby's been bald so she could survive. They've heard what's happening. Uh, but the difference is tonight that uh, they're on the outside uh, all by themselves. They're right. They're not within the gate. Uh, they're at the gate. They're right. They're as close as they can be, but they're not in. They hear the wells, they're facing the same things uh, that the city's facing, but the difference is uh, they're on the outside. Yeah. Let me just stop and say this. I'm not being ugly when I say it. The Bible said that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. You know what that means? I, I, I know I preached it down in the dumps a minute ago, and I'm not trying to, I, I ought to get you out, but I don't have time. I won't make my point, I'm going to quit. Listen to me. We faced a lot during coronavirus. We're, we're going to face more in the days ahead. You mark her down. We've not yet seen all the effects of what happened in the last year. We've not yet seen what will happen within the church and to the church. And I know the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I, I understand that. I know that. I, I'm not trying to say the church has lost hope, but I'm telling you, uh, within local bodies, uh, we've not yet seen the effects uh, of the last year. Right. right? In fact, I'd go so far as to say we're just now starting to see the effects of what's happening. Let me say this. I don't appreciate the dimes. But you know what the difference is between us and those lepers? At least we're in the city. They're right. Listen, the, the fight may be coming. It may seem like we're living in famine, but at least we're in the city. At least there's walls around us. At least there's something keeping the enemy out. Amen, isn't that right? But those lepers, they were at the gate. They were as close as they could get, but they were without. And they faced it alone. 
We see their position. How about that? Watch this. I'm hurt. I'm almost done. I promise you. How about their position? I want you to know their perspective. Watch what the Bible said, chapter 7, verse 3. The Bible said, There were four lepers meant to enter in the gate. And they said one to another. Now, watch this. This is interesting. Why sit we here until we die? Now, we understand a little bit about what's going on. There's a famine, there's a fight, there's a failure. No doubt, they've looked up on the, on the top of the wall of the city, and they've seen the king rent his clothes, set down the ashes with sackcloth, and lament and cry because of the failure of God's people. They've seen that, John. Then four leprous people sit there, and all of a sudden the Bible said they looked at each other, Jessica, and said, why sit we here until we die? All of a sudden, Ronald, they come to themselves. You know what they said? If we keep sitting right here, we're going to die. If we stay where we are, we're going to die. Is that right? Now, I'll show you something. I told you a minute ago, some point or another, they'd been in that city. Now, I told you, I made the application. That was a picture of you and I saved that at least we had the walls around us. But now, I want you to think about this. I want you to let that city now picture their past. Here's what they said. Watch what verse 4 said. The Bible said, verse number 4, If we say we'll enter into the city, then famine is in the city, we shall die there. Is that right? Now watch. We shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Here's what they said. He laid they sitting there one evening. The Bible said here in verse number 5, that it's about twilight, about dark. Sitting there one evening, they said, Boys, why are we going to sit here? Till we die. Why in the world would we just sit here and die? Is that right? Here's what they said. If we go back where we used to be, we're going to die. Is that right? And if we stay right here where we are, we're going to die. You can take it however you want to. That's what they said. Hey, listen, what a picture of the world. Isn't it amazing one time, John, they was within that city. But now when all of a sudden something happened to them, they didn't have anything else to offer the city, the city's kicked them out. Isn't that how the world is? I told a fellow the other day, and he said, Preacher, I don't understand. Uh, boy, I went to school with. He said, Preacher, I just don't understand. None of my friends have anything to do with me anymore. Uh, I said, Well, tell me what's happened in your life the last little bit. He said, Well, I lost my job, and me and my wife split up. And he said, Well, I, I lost my truck. And he said, I haven't been able to do much. He said, Because I'm trying to find a job, and I, I couldn't get unemployment for so many weeks and all that. I said, I'll tell you what's happened. You ain't got nothing to offer them no more. Is that right? Don't look at me like that. It's the truth. And here's what he said. He said, you know, he said, preacher, you might be right. It didn't take but one Friday night going to the bar. And instead of me buying the boys around them, having to buy me one. And they didn't ask me to go the next Friday night. Ain't that how the world works? Oh, they want something from you. But now, they're on the outside. They've been cast out. And here's what they said. He said, why are we going to sit here until we die? And they look back where they used to be. Here's what they said. They're in as bad a shape as we are. Yeah. Could I say it like this? And I, I'm not trying to change the scripture, but I won't make application. Here's what they said. Them, back, them guys we used to run with, they're as bad as we are. Yeah. Is that right? 
They're, they're bullying. They're eating donkey heads and eating duck dung and pulling babies. And look at the king. Uh, he's lamenting in his sackcloth and ashes. Uh, they're thinking they're going to die too. Uh, they're as in bad a shape uh, as I am. If we go back there, we're just going to die. There's no hope going back. Is that right? There's no hope just staying where we are. They had a prodigal son moment where the Bible said he came to himself in the far country. All of a sudden, John, they had a realization. Their perspective changed. And they said, if we go back where we used to be, we're going to die. And if we keep doing what we're doing now, we're going to die. Something's got to change. They asked themselves this question. Why sit we here until we die? Their perspective. I know that. Watch this. Oh, tell us what the Bible said. Verse number, verse number 20, or verse number 4, I'm sorry. The Bible said, uh, watch this. He said, now therefore come, let us fall under the host of the Syrians. Now, I ain't never preached this like this, and I, I, I probably messed you up already because I'm giving you two different applications at the same time. But I never preached it like this. But here's what they said. They said, I want you to imagine for a moment. I know I told you the Syrians was the enemy, but here's what happened. There was a part of the city that got leprosy, cast them out. Leprosy in your Bible is always a picture of sin, by the way. Do you know that? Leprosy is always a picture of the sinner. Always. Every time in your Bible, it's a picture of it. Now, watch this. Here they are. Got leprosy and cast out. Here's what they said. If we go back to the crowd we used to run with, we're going to die. If we stay where we are right now, we're going to die. The only thing I know to do. In fact, John, you realize they couldn't have went in the city if they wanted to? According to the law, they could not even go into the city if they wanted to because they're still lepers. Didn't matter what's going on, there's lepers. So here's what they said. I said, all I know is, all my life I've thought of the Syrians as my enemy. And they very well might be. But all I know is if I go back, I'm going to die. And if I stay here, I'm going to die. So what we're going to do is we're going to pack it up and we're going to go to the Syrian camp. And at the worst, they're going to kill us. All right. At the worst, they're going to kill. Here, Brandy, here's what they're saying. They're saying, if we go back to the city, we're going to starve to death. If we sit right here, we're going to starve to death. If we go to the Syrians, worst case scenario, they kill us for being Jews, and at least we won't starve to death. Is that right? That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. I mean, they're literally saying, I'd rather just go die at the hand of what I think is my enemy than I had to sit here and starve. Apostle, you realize when we was born, we was born with a sin nature. Our very nature cries out against God and wants nothing to do with him. But aren't you glad for a time in your life that you realize if you went back where you used to be, you was going to die. If you stayed where you are right then, you was going to die. And Tammy, you might not have understood everything about the Lord, but you knew at the worst, it couldn't be no worse than it was right here. Is that right? Yeah, John, you never, I know a little bit about John's testimony. You might have never really thought of the Lord as your friend. Uh, you might have never really thought of him as your advocate. Uh, you might not have known everything you know about it now. But they come upon you realized it couldn't be no worse uh, other than what you was living right then. Uh, all you knew was uh, if you died where you was, you was going to go to hell. Uh, if you went back where you used to be, uh, you was going to go to hell. Uh, something had to give. Isn't that right? That's where they're at. And they said, we're just going to go to what we think might be our enemy. Worst case scenario, they kill us. I'll be honest with you. 
I'm just being awesome know how to be. The night I got saved, Jessica, I didn't understand everything there was about it. I didn't know he's going to be putting me and I was going to be putting him. I didn't know anything about eternal security. I didn't know anything about all that. All I knew was I was a sinner. I'd come a point in my life. Literally on a Wednesday night at Charity Hill Baptist Church and within myself, I come to myself and said, why sit I here until I die? Why am I going to sit here and die and go to hell? I'll be honest with you. I hate to admit it. But as a seven-year-old boy, I didn't know if he could save me or not. I, I didn't know if he would save me or not. I, all I knew was if something didn't change I, I was going to die and go to hell I, and that's the only hope I knew that he my soul said why sit here we're here till we die. Worst case scenario they kill us. We see their perspective. Watch this I'm hurrying. Almost done I promise you. Their perspective changed I want you to know it's their protection. Watch what the Bible said verse number 5. Babs and they rose up in the twilight. They just talked about a few minutes. The Bible said in Isaiah, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. They just reasoned for a little while. Jonathan thought, Can't be no worse than where I'm at now. They're right. Can't be no worse than just sitting here and dying. So the Bible said they rose up in the twilight to go to, they didn't wait till morning. They didn't wait till daybreak. Uh, they didn't wait for a more convenient season. Uh, he just said, it can't be no worse than where I am. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and die. Uh, and the Bible said they rose up uh, in the twilight and made their way uh, out of the camp of the Syrians. Now what she is. And when they were coming to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Ain't that strange? They rose up to go to the enemy. And they said, when we get there, in the worst case, they're going to kill us. They got there, Jessica, nobody's there. That's strange. They're besieging Samaria. They're besieging the city. But when they got to the very camp where the enemy is, nobody's there. Now watch this. Watch what your Bible says. Verse 6. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one another, Lo, the king of Israel was hired against us, the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight, left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. Now I want you to see what happened. While them old four men sitting there talking about how they just reasoning amongst themselves and said, we're really going to sit here till we die. It's got to be better. Let's just make our way over to Syria. Here's what's happening. While well, while all that was going on, I, I don't know exactly how it did it, John, I, but somehow or another over in the camp of the Syrians, I, I, the God of all glory, I, I was worried about four leprous men I, I, that nobody else cared about, I, that nobody else wanted, I, and he went over to the camp of the Syrians, I, and the Bible said he calls them I, I, to hear horses and chariots I, and all kinds of noises, I, and the Bible said, I'm a paraphrasing, I, I, but they got the shaking in their skin so bad and said the king of Samaria, Samaria must have hired the Hittites and the Egyptians to come and make war with us while we've got them on lockdown he must have got a note out somehow and now the enemy's coming and we're going to be overrun and the Bible said they left their horses they left their house they left their money they left their food they left everything and tucked tail and ran isn't that right? Them old boys showed up. Wasn't nobody there. All right. Said all that to say this. Here's what I want to aim. 
I remember that night, Michelle, I got saved. And I, I mean, God had done a real, real good job of showing me what a sinner I was. I remember Rian as a seven-year-old boy. I didn't, under, I didn't understand everything. I didn't know half what I know right now. I don't know no, no, no total lot right now, to be honest with you. Uh, but I sit there at night, and I thought as bad as I am, uh, could God even save me? As bad as I am, would God even save me? Uh, as bad as I am, uh, is it even possible? Uh, I didn't know Romans 5.8. Uh, I didn't even know John 3.16. I don't reckon. Uh, I didn't know for God come in this love toward us. And why we get sinners. Uh, uh, Christ died for us. Uh, I couldn't have quoted for God so loved the world uh, that He gave His only begotten Son. And whoever believes in Him should not perish uh, uh, but have everlasting life. Uh, I didn't know none of that. Uh, I just knew I was a sinner. Uh, and I couldn't understand why God uh, uh, wouldn't love somebody like me. He uh, could save somebody like me. Uh, I could not fathom that. Uh, I couldn't understand it. Uh, and I said, all oh, that to say this. Still don't. Right right now, I don't understand why he'd love me. Right this moment, Kirk, if I make it to next year, April the 1st, uh, 2022, I've been preaching for 10 years. Uh, about, let's see, how much, about five of those be pastoring. Uh, I mean, listen to me. Uh, I mean, I'm nowhere near where I was when I got saved. Uh, I don't mean that conceited, but you grow after you get saved. Uh, uh, but I still, tell me, I still don't know why he loved me. Uh, I don't know why he saved me. Uh, I don't understand how he could do it this morning. Right. I don't understand. How the God of all glory calls the enemy to hear the noise of chariots. I don't understand, Michelle, why he did it. I don't understand how he did it. But I said all that to say this. I'm glad God's real, real good when there's no way at making a way. That's right. I'm glad when all hope's lost, he's good at giving hope. I'm glad, thank God, that uh, when there is no answer, uh, he's good this morning uh, at just being the answer this morning. Somehow or another, God made a way. Can I tell you this? You say, preacher, I'm there. I've come to myself. I want to know why it is I'm just going to sit here and die. Can't be no worse than it is right now. But preacher, how in the world can he save me? Notice their protection. God went ahead of them and protected them. Ain't that right? He protected them. He worked in their lives without them knowing it. Then them four boys, when they got there running, they had no idea why nobody was there. They didn't understand. They just showed up and nobody was there. And that's how it was when you got saved. Remember when you, not, not so much there wasn't nobody there, but you remember when you thought, I remember going up there, I remember going to the back door, I didn't go to the altar, I went to the back door, and I remember my mind thinking, oh God, will he take me? Oh God, will he love me? Oh God, will he save me? Uh, have I done too much? Have I went too far? Uh, what about this and what about that? But you know what I found? Uh, I found when I got there, there was no accuser. Uh, it was just an advocate. Uh, uh, that said, I love you. I'll save you. God, help me. I'm about to come unglued. Uh, I'm glad God made a way this morning. We see there, we see their protection. Watch this. And I'm done. That all their protection. I want you to know it's their provision. Verse 8, watch what the Bible said. And these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp. They went in the one tent. Now listen, think about where they come from. 
God, help me. I'm about to come slap on glue. Think about where they come from. Uh, they's eating donkey heads and dub dung uh, and bullying their own young as they eat. Uh, they's a fight and a famine. Uh, all the time a struggle. Uh, uh, they want nothing to eat, no nourishment. Uh, all it was was a life of failure. Remember that? Uh, uh, hey, man, they's outside the camp. Uh, nobody loved them. Nobody warned them. Uh, uh, they didn't have nothing to eat. They's all by themselves. Uh, uh, finally, they come to themselves and say, why is Sit we here till we die. Now in just a few verses, watch what the Bible said, verse 8. When these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, you know what that means? They came to the very edge. They went into one tent and did eat and drink. What about that? They just left the place of famine. They just left the place of fighting. They just left the place, John, where people are so hungry. They're bullying their own youngins just to survive. And they just walked into a camp and eat their field. Right? That's what they'd eat and drink. Watch this. And, and, and carried that silver and gold and raiment, went and hid it. Came again, entered another tent, carried this also and went and hid it. Now watch this. They went from a place of famine. They went in. Can't you imagine one of them old boys? I, I, I just want to borrow your imagination. Can't you imagine one of them old boys going in a tent? Yeah, I'm back saying, boys, y'all ain't going to believe this. Ace chicken legs and ribeyes and baked potatoes. You ain't going to believe what's in here. He said, come in here and see if I'm really seeing what I'm seeing. Uh, I never thought I'd experience anything like this. Uh, just a few minutes ago, we thought we was going to die sitting outside the sea. A few minutes ago, we thought we was going to die. We was going to literally starve to death. Uh, look how much food is in this tent. Uh, and they eat their field. The Bible said they carried gold and silver and raiment. Uh, and hit man for us. What the Bible said. And the John, they so, they so thrifty uh, of what they did. They said, we better hide this. Uh, and the Bible said they went and hid it uh, and come again to another tent. Uh, and when they went in there, they said, boys, you ain't going to believe it. Uh, it's a seafood buffet in here. There's crab and lobster and flounder. And, I mean, bless God, everything you can think of. Uh, and the Bible said they did the same thing. Uh, and they carried raiment and silver and gold uh, and went and hid it. Uh, and that's just on the outskirts of camp. Is that right? Tent after tent after tent after tent. John, them four leprous men, just a few verses ago, said, Why well, sit we here till we die? Now they're eating like kings. Right? Okay. Them lepers would have been given one outfit, the rest of it would have been burned. But now the Bible said they carried raiment, silver, gold, carried it, hid it. Do you remember when you first got saved? I, I was talking, I don't want to embarrass her, I don't, but I was talking to Rihanna a little bit last night. And I told her, I said, honey, you don't even realize right now. I told her, John, I said, you don't even realize right now how much you're growing. You don't even realize right now what all God's are doing. And that's true. You don't. She, she told me last night, we was talking about something, I, I won't go into detail, but we was talking about something, she said, preacher, I just feel like I've messed up. And I, I, I was trying to help her with that. But I told her, so you don't even realize how much you're growing. You don't even realize what all God's are doing. But do you remember how you went just like this? From sitting there thinking, why sit we here till we die? Why am I going to sit here and die and go to hell? 
Do you remember going from a moment of famine and fighting and failure to all of a sudden there being a vast supply of blessings and all of a sudden being wrapped up in the arms of love and all of a sudden God loving on you and being one of his youngins and being in him and him and you. Whether you realize it or not, that little boy said it best one day. He said, Daddy, if somebody as big as God comes into somebody as little as me, don't you reckon he'll stick out somewhere? I mean, do you remember the night that all of a sudden everything changed? And that's where these fellows are. What they start out doing, watch, watch the progression. And I'm done. We see their, see their protection. God made a way. We see their provision. He met every need they had. Every need they had, John, was met when they, when they got up and moved. Now watch this. I want you to see their progression. Here's what happened in verse 9. You can read it. I'm just going to quote it so we hurry. Here's what happened in verse 9. They sitting around and one of them old boys said, you know what? Things sure have changed for us. Just a matter of minutes. Wasn't just a few hours ago, we sitting there thinking, why are we going to sit here till we die? Now we've got more food than we could ever eat. Now we've got more clothes than we could ever wear. Now we've got more money than we could ever spend. The Lord's took care of us. Is that right? But here's what he said. He said, do you remember back yonder when we was outside the gate? All those in the city, they're eating donkey heads. They're eating dub dung. They didn't know what Elisha had said. They didn't understand it. They didn't know that Elisha had already prophesied that tomorrow, on this day, about this time, you'd be about wheat and barley. Here's what they said, Elaine. They said, oh, they're all back yonder eating dove dung, eating donkey heads. Boiling their babies. There's a fight going on. Here's what they said. All they've known is failure. Here we have found all this. Instead of being selfish. It's the least we can do to go back. Tell them. And share it with them. Ain't that how it is when you get saved? Let me tell you, listen. I told Brianna last night. I'm not trying to embarrass her. I told her last night. I said, I'm not one of these. Well, I didn't tell her all this, but. I told her part of it. But I'm not one of these necessarily that thinks that somebody gets saved and they don't come every service, they must not have got it. I tell you this, you don't ever know what somebody's went through. You don't know what somebody's facing. You don't know. You, you don't know. You, we're so quick to forget. I, I just be honest with you, what, John, I'm not going to tell it, I promise you. We talked about it in confidence. But what she was upset about last night was, all, and I don't mean this ugly toward her, but to me, I've been saved longer than I've, uh, longer than I've not. I mean, I, I was saved when I was seven. I'm 27. I've been saved 20 years. And to me, Michelle, what she was upset about was so silly. I'd have never even thought until I told her something about it. From the time I, time I was Aaron's age, I knew it. I don't mean that ugly. But see, Brandy, I don't know everything about everybody. Is that right? Uh, you, we ought to be quick. We ought to be too quick to forget that. That you don't know where everybody comes from. You don't know what everybody's going through. I have no idea what your life looks like at home. I, I don't know what you may go through every week. I, I, we're so easy to forget because we've been in church for so long that uh, not everybody's like that. I remember one boy got saved. I preached in his church. He got saved. He, he was out of town. He called me one day. And he said, Preacher, can I ask you a question? I said, Sure. 
And he said, somebody told me that I ought to be going to church on Wednesday night. He said, is that right? And I said, well, yeah. I mean, if, if your church has church, you, you, I feel like you ought to be there. And he said, people do that? And I said, well, yeah. People really go to church on Wednesday night? And I said, yeah. And he said, I thought it was just Sunday morning. And I, he said, preacher, I feel awful. He said, I, I haven't been going, but I didn't even know they did it on Wednesday. He said, I heard the preacher a few times say, come again Wednesday. He said, but I thought they was having some kind of meeting or something. I didn't think everybody was supposed to come. I didn't know people went to church on Wednesday. You know what? And I got to think about that, and I thought, you know what? If I never grew up in church, I probably wouldn't either. Is that right? If I'd never known anything about church, every song you hear, every movie you watch, Sunday and church is associated. I'd never thought anything. If, I, if all I had was the world to teach me, I might not have known it either. But you know, I'm not so interested in that. But I'll tell you what is a sign somebody got saved. When they like what they got, they just won't tell somebody else. That's what them boys did. Said it'd be a shame. Watch it. Verse 9. Verse 9. I'm done. I promise you, I'm done right here. Verse number 9, the Bible said this. Then they said one to another, We do not well. But they said, This isn't right for us to enjoy this. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tear to the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. Here's what they said. This isn't right. It's not right that we sit here and enjoy this. Here's what they said, John. They said if we just wait till morning. Now remember, it's twilight when they got up from the gate of the city. They got up and walked through the dark to the camp. They know what they're getting ready to do. They're getting ready to get up and walk back through the dark back to the city to tell them that they left. They'd found food. They'd found money. They'd found raiment. They found the answer. They had the solution. There was hope. You said, preacher, what are you saying? They said, we can't wait till morning. We've got to go right now. Hey, can I say this? That ought to be the desire of every man woman. Up, boy and girl, saved by the grace of God. We ought to say we do not well. Let us sit here Sunday morning. Wednesday night, a Sunday night, one after another, and enjoy what God's done, and not have a burden to go, and tell somebody else there's hope this morning. Tell you what the world's doing right now. They're feasting on unclean beast. They're spending every dime they've got, John, on things that that old dub dung really didn't mean much of nothing. Just insignificant. They're absolutely right on destroying their youngins in the next generation. And you and I this morning have the answer. We're enjoying this morning the blessings of God. Why in the world has it never gone on? If you're here this morning, you're a sinner. You ought to be, there's two statements them lepers make I'd love to preach on. And I, I thought I might preach them two separate times, but I believe I'm going to give them both to you right now and be dying. First statement they made was as a sinner. This is what they said. Why sit we here until we die? They come a point they realized if they kept sitting right there, they was going to die. Can I tell you something this morning? Spiritually speaking, if you stay where you are, you're going to die and go to hell. I'm not trying to be mad. I'm not trying to be other. I'm just telling you, if you stay with the only hope you've got, so Lord, there's going to be a time you come to yourself and realize if you keep sitting there, you're going to die. The second thing they said was this. We do not 
well. You know what that was? That's a picture of them after they were saved. They standing there eating the food, looking at the clothes, counting the money, counting the blessings of God. Here's what they said. We do not well to keep it to ourselves. My soul, church, when's the time we're going to get to the place where we realize we do not well immediately. They wanted to give help and hope to somebody else who was helpless.